everyone and welcome to the April Fools edition of Project Esports. It is April Fools. I have to bring it up. Is everything we're going to say real? Yeah. Yes, everything we're going to say is real. It is not April Fools. The literally the worst holiday. Absolute worst. The, Garbage bottom tier. Give me any other holiday, please. We will the, talk about Dylan's deep-seated issues with April Fools later on. I'm a little concerned, but no, it is April 1st, 2019. This is a Project Esports podcast. As always, I am your host Andrew alongside a very very salty Dylan Beal already and a very tired and still waking up James Graham. How are you guys doing today? Tired. (laughs) I'm I'm good. I'm a little tired. Uh, We spent the week at PAX and got back like at 3.30 a.m. Going to sleep at 4 a.m. last night. So a little tired, but I'm ready to talk about esports because I was just like absorbing it and consuming esports that I just need to I need to say it. I need to I need to output it. We took in a lot this weekend. Before we get into that, for those of you that don't know, Project Esports is a weekly esports talk show where the three of us talk about whatever we kind of feel like in esports and a little bit of video games, depending on the week, and we give our opinions about the biggest stories, interviews, topics, anything kind of like that. We go live every Monday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch.tv slash popped underscore off, and now here we are today, ready to talk esports. But before we do that, we do have one, two kind of things, um... For housekeeping today, we haven't done housekeeping in a while because we haven't had much to talk about. But first off, thanks to James' help and well, my stream last week too, we have now officially hit Twitch affiliate, which means you can now sub. We will now have emotes coming up and we'll be talking about those all. So any kind of support that way, as we always say, any little support memes, even that's a Twitch Prime reminder that we will have every now and then. That does mean the world to us, but we have hit affiliate. That's super excited. We're glad to be back on here. That was a big push we made for Ever when he first got started before he went to the game house. Now that we're back, we've had a lot of great traction. So it's awesome that we hit affiliate so quickly now. And the second piece is we're going to be introducing fan questions into the show. Kind of towards the end and throughout it um, based on the question. So how that's going to be is each week, whenever something comes up, if you have something to talk about from the previous show, just send an email with questions in the title to contact at poppedoff.com. And we'll try to include them in the show for the next week. So if we're already talking about the topic you bring up, we'll just work the question right into the topic. Otherwise, we'll answer any questions at the end of the show, and we'll kind of include those in based on kind of the conversation like that. So if you have ever questions about us, esports, even a little bit of video games, if it can kind of be related, feel free to send those to us. We'll try to work those into the show the best possible because we get answered some of the questions in chat already. So why not kind of just make it official things and give you a place to send all these questions to throughout the week and I'll be reminding you as those go on. But with that, let's jump into the first topic, which is going to be a lot of me and Dylan talking. James, you can pop in here and there maybe. But like Dylan said in the opening, me and him were at PAX East 2019 this last weekend. And we both got back physically today, late, late last night. And we're both very tired from that. But Dylan, what do you what did you think about it all? What How are you feeling after this? It was good. Uh, this is my fifth PAX, so definitely a veteran PAX goer. It was really good. Um, every year we see a good presence of esports there. Um, there was a ton of magic there, which I think we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But overall, it's fun. Got to play a lot of video games. Um, Got to go to a lot of really good panels. So PAX is always a really good time of the year because it um, helps revitalize you a little bit, get you get you all hyped up to do do content, and it's always good because I got to see a bunch of you know old friends. I see Andrew for the first time IRL, so that was good. Um, I learned that he is a giant human being, um, obviously just born and raised in, in Wisconsin. I guess just makes you just, a, just a, a tank of a person. A lot of milk and a lot of cheese, Dylan. A lot of milk and a lot of cheese. A lot of dairy. Whole a lot, lot of, of dairy. dairy. That's where it comes from. But no, yeah, I mean, so Dylan, why he's the experienced pack scorer. This was my first one we kind of talked about the last couple of weeks. But yeah, it was everything I kind of wanted it to be and even a little bit more. Meeting Dylan, meeting all kinds of people. He introduced me to a bunch of people and even one or two people that I kind of interact with a little bit on social media. I got to meet too. So that was all super awesome. But we don't want to talk too much about our impressions and the video games because we are an esports podcast. But we did on the popped off uh, YouTube channel just put up a video kind of going through our full impressions of the conference of esports a little bit too even and the, our, some of our favorite games so if you want to go check that out on youtube we post it on social media as well um you can find that over there but that was just kind of a full recap it was about 25 30 minutes of us just kind of talking through what we thought so do go and check that out 
But yeah, I guess the big thing for us is, yeah, there's a nice little esports presence at PAX. And even what I really love seeing is that there are so many Boston Uprising fans there the entire weekend. Um, we got to see... Didn't Wayne Lyon get signed or anything like that because I'm a Valiant fan. You're a Justice fan. But um, Axiom and um, Kalix were both there um, signing autographs and all that kind of stuff. And there's always lines. I feel like every one in every 20 people probably wearing some kind of bossing uprising gear, I feel like, at least that I was paying attention to. I feel like it was a lot more people than I expected. Yeah, there's like a there was a ton of Boston Uprising gear for sure. Everyone had like shirts, jackets, especially the the zip up. Um, the zip ups they were doing, I think at the end of season one, there was a ton of people wearing those. So definitely everyone who was local to Boston was just showing up with their gear, repping Uprising, which is really cool to see because, you know, it just shows that people are actually buying these things. They're supporting the teams. They're hyped about Overwatch and, and esports in general. So that was really cool. Yeah. And I guess the one thing we talked about a little bit when we were there and and I'd be curious to see what your full impressions on it. Because we didn't talk about it too much. And James, you can comment on this one. But so Boston Uprising are the only Overwatch League team that can advertise in all of Massachusetts pretty much. And especially in Boston. And PAX East is in Boston every single year. It's been there as long as you've been going. And there's no plans on ever moving it. But I just think it'd be super cool if the NYXL, if the Washington Justice, I mean, go up there too. Because PAX East is one of the biggest video game conventions in the U.S. and even in the probably top 15 in the world. So it's just crazy to think that Boston Uprising kind of gets to dominate all of that. So do we see that being something that maybe down the road, especially once localization comes, that they might change around? Or do you think Boston just got lucky that PAX is there and the other teams are just going to have to start their own thing if they ever wanted something like that? I don't think that they're going to change that just because these few fringe cases like PAX East, West, and South, um are just kind of fringe cases that don't show up very much so i don't think it's worth changing the rules for it because in the instances that there isn't anything going on there is no packs going on no big con going on it would be weird if like nyxl was just like hey by the way we're going to advertise in florida for some reason so I, i think it makes sense that they're kind of limiting where you can advertise to just um your immediate area the one thing I do see a little bit of problem with, and I actually do want to look into this more, so I, I don't know if there's anyone I can reach out to in the Overwatch League or anything, but there's a couple universities between like New York and Philly. Like they're kind of close, especially in, in like um, Northeast Pennsylvania and stuff like that. So it's like, where do these regions actually lie? Are they like all inclusive and encompassing? Like does New York have a really big map that goes into, into Pennsylvania? Um, does Philly... Um, the Philly Fusion just have all of Pennsylvania. Like, Has who owns Wisconsin? That's my another <laughs> like, big thing. Does like, anyone <laughs> actually own Wisconsin? Like, I, I would be very interested to see these actual maps of who owns which region, or if it's kind of just like a soft thing. Like, you know, maybe Boston Uprising only just has Boston. Maybe they don't have all of Massachusetts. Maybe it's just Boston, like their namesake. Maybe Philly Fusion only has like the the marking rights to Philadelphia and nowhere outside of Philly. So. I'd be very, very, very interested to see like more details on that. Yeah, the legislation kind of like uh, that's the one thing I'm curious about is just because like what is what are the like the inner workings of that? Like where are people limited to? Because I feel like if for something like PAX East, like I mean, it's one of the biggest things on the East Coast for like the states in Canada, right? So I mean, like even like seeing the Defiant there wouldn't be like totally, totally uh, mind blowing to me. Oh, am I too loud? Yeah, I turned you down a lot. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, adjustment. But yeah, no. So like, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if like we saw a lot of the East Coast teams migrate, and even like I said, even Toronto. But like, I mean, they're by the sounds of it, there's definitely there's definitely some sort of legislation or some sort of like understanding amongst the teams that you can't really do that if the legislation actually isn't there. But I feel, I feel, I don't know. I feel like the Overwatch League kind of covered their cover their asses with a lot of this stuff. So. I don't know. There's probably something there. We just, I don't know if we'll ever see it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm like you said, I'm sure the Overwatch League is able to change those areas wherever they want. But I think early on, we're having some kind of problem. I think like the London Spitfire, um, 
mentioned something about it that like, oh, why didn't you do this event because someone else owned it or something like that. So like there's been that conversation before and I'm sure the Blizzard can change all of that at any point. But that is what teams paid for. Like teams did pay to have that region locked down that only they can do it. So uh, making exceptions for small things probably won't happen too much. But it's something cool that I don't really think about too much with geolocation and that I guess you don't ever think about in like traditional sports. But not to talk about packs too much because we did talk about packs already for a half an hour on a video. So if you do want kind of more impressions on some of the panels we went to, the video games, all that kind of stuff, do go check that video out because we have other things we want to talk about today being the Mythic Invitational, one of them, which was on PAX. Yeah. But not we to didn't... talk about PAX too much, but let's talk about something that happened at PAX. <laughs> yes, but it's not actually about our time at PAX because we actually didn't really interact with it too much. But Dylan, why don't you yeah, talk a little bit about the Mythic Invitational? Yeah, so um, Magic the Gathering had a giant tournament at PAX, which normally they just have like small side events. Um, so that just being like you can go and play Modern, you can play Standard, you can play Draft and all that. And they actually had a couple events that if you won those, you got to play into a qualifier. And if you won that qualifier, you got invited to, I think, the next um, invitational there. So there was actual big paper magic going on that had, had like real stakes, um, which was really cool, which I believe MTG, um, that's Emma Handy. Uh, she's part of Star City Games as a player and writer and stuff. I think she won that. Um, very, very good magic player. And she also got picked up by uh was it was it tempo storm was that did she get picked up by that or was it someone else you're asking the wrong I forget. people <laughs> I forget. Anyway, no 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 because she's just star city games you just star city games actually so i was thinking of someone else but um there was a lot of people there that did really really well but um she won that and then the big thing was a mythic invitational and that was Mangucci won that i think that was that's his name uh he is a uh, south american player i believe he won that and it was huge first prize was a quarter million dollars and that's giant for for magic now the interesting thing about this tournament is that it was played on mtg arena because it was just a standard tournament and they brought in a really weird format it's called duo standard so duo standard is basically you bring two decks it's a best of three with those two decks you play one deck for round one, and you play round you you play the other deck for round two, and I think that's it. It's weird. It's like a not. It's it's very non magic, and people were very upset about this because, you know, you basically bring a control deck and you bring an aggro deck, and I mean that's what a lot of people were doing and stuff. And it's just no, no. Sorry. Okay. So, sorry for jumping around so much. He's an Italian player. He is an Italian player. Is it the guy who plays for Liquid? I think mm. I someone there was playing for Liquid. Yeah, yeah we did yeah, see yeah. someone in a Liquid um, jersey. I think, he, I think I think he made it to the finals. I think I I kind of caught. No, yeah, it was someone it. that I, he doesn't play for 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 Liquid, but yeah, sorry, he is an Italian player. But anyways, um, yeah, it's a weird format because there's no sideboarding, which that's kind of where high level Magic is played is in the sideboard. So this is weird because normally you sit down and you play a best of three and, you know, after game one, you go, okay, let me look in my sideboard and make real decisions, make real high level decisions. And let me analyze what they're playing and what they're going to sideboard in and what I should play and what I should sideboard in. And that's, that's magic. That's high level magic. That's interesting. This, no one liked it. Like there was just terrible reception. There was like a timer that was going on. And so like there was an instance of the time running out and someone lost against aggro when they were playing control but they were at a point in the game where they were stabilizing but they had lower health because aggro does a lot of damage in the beginning and so they lost because of that but the aggro player was out of gas and he couldn't really do anything and the control player had real cards and like could win the game but it just kind of went to time and so there's a timer for the entire match yeah but that's normal Uh, that's that's normal for magic normally magic has 40 minute time limits but once you get to time, it's a best of three. So you're probably on game three at that point. Right. Um, yeah. And most of the time, you have five turns to finish the game. And if there's no clear winner, it just counts as a tie like for that match. And that's fine. And this was a weird way of doing it. So it, it's, it was completely different from how Magic normally is. So a lot of people had a lot of issues with that. And 
the interesting thing is that they also announced uh, their new set or the spark coming out, which basically derailed the whole conversation of how bad this new format is because <laughs> on the subreddit, everyone's like, this is terrible. This kind of sucks. This doesn't make for good magic. Why are you doing this? And then they released all the spoilers and everyone's like, oh, these are hype cards. And they're posting all the cards and there's discussion and no one's talking about it anymore because the new card's coming out. So it's weird. Um, good job, Wizards. Way to, way to, way to yeah. dodge the PR bullet. <laughs> like, obviously, it wasn't in response to it being bad them releasing it. It was planned release, but it just, you know, Peppo think, hmm, really good time to release it when you're doing something, you know, kind of weird. So I don't know. I don't I didn't like it. Uh, it's cool that, you know, magic is an esport now and it's, you know, tons of money on the line and stuff. But I just wish it was real magic because you could still do best of three and sideboarding and all that in MTG Arena. It's not like the technology isn't there. They're just going, hey, here's a weird format. And obviously we, we've been talking about Hearthstone specialist format and how bad that is. And it feels like magic was like, hmm, we have an opportunity to make a really good card game. That's that's digital and could be a really good esport because magic because Hearthstone's messing up so much. I guess we will not do that and instead do this really dumb format. Like it sucks. I hate it. But nobody can fight them now because like Hearthstone's on the decline. Um, Artifact is in a what is it? It's in like an long term hiatus. Development development coma. That's development it. coma. Yeah. So I mean, like I mean, yeah, we can kind of bitch and moan about like the state of MTG, but I mean, like nobody's going anywhere else i think for a time so i mean if i think if this was the time for wizards to kind of like screw with the format and stuff like that like this is the time to do it because other like because they're not they don't have a big competitor anymore they don't they're 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 the giant now yeah you're you're totally right and they're doing this not only in in digital format but in paper format they're trying it because they're you know not to deviate too much from the esport of it because this i mean this will possibly bleed into the esport of it uh, so there is impl- implications from it but whenever they play in magic fest london they're doing a new mulligan system and this mulligan system is very different so um, for anyone who doesn't know it's, it's going to be called the london mulligan normally whenever they do a new mulligan rule which magic has gone through a couple different ones they name it after the city it's implemented in um, I think we're in Vancouver Mulligan. I think that's the current one. I don't remember off the top of my head, um, but they changed it just a couple of years ago. So the Mulligan we have now is newer. It's I like it the most. I think it's really yeah, cool. Yeah. But, the, but the one that they're going to be moving in towards is you draw your seven cards at the beginning of the game. And then every time you like every time you Mulligan, you still draw seven cards. But every time you Mulligan, you have to put one of those cards um at the bottom of your deck so but every time you draw seven cards again so instead of going down one card every time you still draw the seven which this is huge because you know sometimes you only need four good cards like you don't need all seven sometimes you just need the four good cards that you are trying to get are you telling me you can sit there and just keep mulligan and mulligan with really no repercussions because the cards are going to your bottom of your deck Right? Like, I mean, I guess like some combos are going to be pushed aside, but at the same time, like if you're running multiples and stuff, which most major decks do, right? Like you're not really getting well, too hurt. By- well, the major thing that's hurting is that you're, you're, you're starting with less cards, which that's a thing that hurts you. But the cards that you start with are the ones that you pick out of seven, which is huge because. Oh, okay, this okay, me- okay, okay. Yeah. This means that like combos are going to be incredibly strong because sometimes you just need a couple cards for a combo. Like if I'm uh, not to go too too in the weeds with this, but if I'm playing like uh, like Storm, I'm just looking for like like three or four cards to really go nuts with that. Yeah, and this is this is really big, and and if it ends up going through, this is going to be an MTG arena. They're not going to separate it too much, and that's going to have huge implications, and it's going to it's going to change the game a lot. So they're definitely just you know going nuts with everything right now. You know, new sets coming out, obviously, new formats, doing weird stuff with MTG Arena. I mean, I, I hate being like one of those people like who are like, don't do anything with my magic. It's good just how it is. But it, it, it that's why it's successful. It's good how it is. And I appreciate them attempting stuff and, and, and trying things out. And I hope that they tried this out at PAX 
they realize people want to watch it as an esport because a hundred thousand people are watching on Twitch. Yeah, that's a lot of people watching on Twitch. People want to watch this, especially because it has a good viewing format because it's not like paper. People don't want to yeah, watch paper because exactly. you can't see the cards. You can see the cards so easily in this. And I hope they see that a lot of people want to watch it, but people don't like the current format. Players don't like the current format and they move it towards something that looks like traditional paper magic. Just to close on this note, because I know Andrew, I can see I can see Andrew's wrangling face coming up. Yeah, he's just looking um, confused, like, what does any of this mean? Can we just agree that, like, the London Mulligan sounds like the shiftiest thing in the world? Like, that, oh, yes. it sounds real, real shady to me. Not not to bash London, but, like, just something with the London Mulligan. And it just rolls off the tongue for me. Go ahead, Andrew. It's okay now, buddy. You can come back. Is this what it feels like to you, Dylan, when James talks about League of Legends for 45 minutes? No, because I, I still I still keep up to date with esports lingo and I can I can still kind of follow along. Yeah. When you Andrew. kept saying into the weeds, I'm like, I thought this already was the weeds. <laughs> it goes deeper. <laughs> you said that twice and both times I got more lost and I'm like, okay, we're giving you just your own personal 20 minute podcast a week where you talk magic so we can get this if out. If only, dude. Just if, yeah, if only. I'd do it. I'd, I'd join him. There. Good. Go leave. Go go do your little magic talk. I'm I'm so lost. But no, it's I I have nothing to add on. We're just gonna we're just gonna kind of rotate from here because I don't even know how to come up with a good trans uh transition out of that. But James, it is April first. There is it two is. big things happening today. One, Reddit is doing something good. Good. Like wow. Good. Good. Well, no, not Reddit, but not one, Reddit, not Reddit. A, specific, Reddit. a specific subreddit. Yeah, we're leaving it eerie. James leaving the topic. I'm gonna let him go into that. And obviously, <laughs> the other half of it is it's April 1st, and there's a lot of jokes, memes, whatever you want to call it, going on through April 1st today because it is April Fool's Day. Yeah. So the internet uh, actually seems to be in a bit of a revolt with April 1st. Like, like I woke up to I say like 10 to 15 people tweeting like. April Fool's isn't about screwing over your buddy anymore. It's about whatever, which corporation can kind of come up with a better marketing scheme for April Fool's. And it's getting kind of old. Yeah, see, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan's with me. Um, but that being said, r slash games kind of, they they literally boycotted April April Fool's. Um, instead, they pretty much heavily based the day around like this. Like, I mean, it's a big meme that like the gamers rise up meme is a thing, right? And we're a bunch of DGENs and all this stuff. It's and it's a mess, right? R slash games kind of like they acknowledge the fact that they've been like weeding through comments and stuff like that. They did a very like like anywhere from like misogynistic to transphobic, like to all all these really, really negative parts of like gaming culture and like almost almost nerd culture. I don't want to get it too broad, but I mean the two kind of overlap and encompass each other. Um so that all right, the mods from our slash games basically were saying, like, "No, you guys, you're taking a break today. We're gonna we're gonna call you out on your shit." And uh, they put out this huge post, basically being like, "We need to address these issues amongst our community, amongst ourselves, and stuff like that." So we're not letting anybody post anything today. And instead, we want you to become aware of various charities and donations and or like places you can donate and stuff like that for people like you know who are experiencing issues that we are we as a community are fueling. Yeah. That, Really focusing on diversity and inclusion is what they were yeah. saying that we need to be yeah. more diverse. We need to be proud of our diversity and we need to focus on inclusion. So it was all organizations, websites and things that were based around those two ones. Yeah, those are those are the big things. And they shut and they sh- now when I say boycott, they shut down the subreddit for a day. They literally just like shut it. And I, I didn't even know that was mad. possible. I didn't know it was possible either until I saw this. And I was like, oh, damn. Like I thought I thought like Reddit could only do this, not the mods. But yeah. They're literally, they're like, like you can't post. And like, this is like a 1.2 million person subscri- like subscriber, like subreddit. It's yeah. huge, right? It's massive, right? So I think they're definitely going to take a ding for it. But at the same time, like, I think this is a really, this is a really good thing. I don't, I like, they're not, they're, they're not preachy. They're not like, they're not doing this wrong. Like this was very well thought out clearly. And it's, it's, it's a really nice to see. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of it. Dylan, I yeah, I got, so I got two. I got two big ones. I have I have the April Fool's thing overall, and then obviously <laughs> this one. This is great because um, gamers were a mistake. Um, gamers get the get the block as well. 
Um, they get the block second next to the boomers. Um, they're on my list. Um, uh, but no, this is good because you know, I, it, a lot of like what's going on in, in, in our subculture is kind of terrible. And unfortunately we have to have discussions about this and it sucks because it seems like common sense, you know, like don't be terrible to women. Don't be terrible to like minorities. And it, 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 it sucks to talk about because there's so many people that are, you know, are have like, you know, mushy brains who don't understand these things. And it's terrible. And that's why they get the they get the block. Gamers are going to get the block. So <sighs> now, now, let me let me for all our listeners, let me let you guys know that an esports radical, which Dylan is and a gamer are two very different things. Oh, yes. Very different things. And then also moving on to the, like, I guess the overall topic of April Fool's. I hate it. It's a it's a bad holiday. It's a terrible holiday. And like you were saying, it just like, you know, uh, just rolls up into this like weird, terrible. I hate I hate I hate it because it, it, it's just part of this overall like weird thing at our, our point in society of where capitalism is like, hey, we're a big company, but also we're personal and we're your friends too. like, haha, like sick, sick Wendy's clap pack guys like I hate it. It's stupid. No, you're a big cor- corporate conglomerate that like doesn't pay people well and you know basically like abuses your your employees you're not our friends any big company out there trying to do april fools you're not our friends i don't like it i hate it (laughs) they get the block too that's number three corporations boomers gamers corporations all three get the block is it in Um, that order no no sorry it's corporations get it first uh then boomers then gamers Gamers, you better watch out because you might go up there if you keep acting the way that you're acting. Um, no, but it's dumb. I hate it. It's overplayed. Everyone expects it. I guess like back in the day, it was like one or two like kind of funny ones. And then now everyone's like, all right, marketing team, we have to come up with something real funny so that we'll get we'll get some sick retweets. It's dumb. I hate it. Now, do you, okay, now do you, do you agree with um, like making like April Fool's like exclusives, like 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 in-game items and stuff like that. Like, do you think that's, do you agree with that? Or do you still think Why? that's down? like, yeah. Okay. Fair Why? enough. Why? Who cares? I don't it's know, man. People holiday. buy it, right? Like, people, I guess, people buy into but that, that just, I, I mean, I like, if you want to have like in-game stuff, like it's, it's all your prerogative, I guess, but I don't know. It's dumb. Why, why do we celebrate this holiday? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Andrew, can you, can you, can you help? Can you help him tell us why we celebrate April Fool's Day? I like April Fool's Day. I'm afraid to say that out loud here now. But I don't know. I am that marketer. The the person getting the block is me. The person getting the block is me, Dylan. I will be getting the block. But, like, fine, the big corporations and stuff like that. That's whatever. Some of those are hit or miss. Some try a lot harder. But, like, I think some of the ones that I've really seen today have been more lighthearted and very... I love the very, very obvious April Fool's jokes. Like, if you... I don't know if either one of you ever played the game For Honor, which ran by Ubisoft. Yeah. They put rabbits into the game instead of, like, the normal soldiers. So all the normal soldiers had rabbits heads, and they were making rabbit sounds and stuff like that. Like, that's a fun one-day little thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It gets people talking about For Honor again. It's a Ubisoft property. That's a great idea. Or, like, even, like, it was just a stupid meme, but uh, the Seoul Dynasty and the Chengdu Hunters f- came together to form the Endangered and changed their logo up to kind of bring awareness to endangered animals while still being a meme about dragons and pandas. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. There, I mean, especially in the Overwatch League, where... A lot of teams already are social. They're not a big corporation. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, oh, okay. Actually, I just want to add a stop to that because apparently Uh-oh. a ton of team social medias are owned by the okay. same, same same company. That may be misinformation like, now. More. That may be misinformation after the following I, I don't know, dude. But it is not uncommon for social media to be ran by digital marketing agencies anywhere, anything. People are still interacting. It's still small people interacting with the community. Just because they don't directly work for the organization does not mean they still don't care about the community they're interacting with. So one, that's chill. Calm down. No more blocks for today. (laughs) I am putting an end to the block. Only two groups can go on the block each episode. That is your limit. 
All right, Dylan. That's it. That's all we're, that's all we're getting is two. He's getting okay. Who is it okay. this week? No, no. It, he can add two each week. I don't care oh, if it's a add, thousand. Oh no, I, I added two. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Two. I won't add any more. But I'm not we'll letting you. I'm not letting you put team social medias on there. But um, <laughs> I think there is the right ways and wrong ways to do it. I think making it extremely obvious and over the top or very tongue in cheek, like the San Francisco shock. They play the Valiant this Friday, and they tweeted out, we're looking forward to a very close and competitive game this Friday. Valiant roll in seven, very tongue-in-cheek. Personal hit to me, but that's a fun little thing to do. I think those little ones are fine, or making memes about the current environment are fine. Don't try too hard. It's passe, though, at this point. like We've seen it so often, like... I like I mean, half the things in this world are passe. Like yes, exactly. And but that's okay. It's okay I'm, for things to stay status quo. I am not the esports radical. You're the esports radical. No, I'm okay things, with things some being, things. Things being status, status quo. quo are perfectly fine. Things being status quo are perfectly fine. It just it's overplayed. So I think the big thing is too that we got to remember is that like Dylan, like you and I are like we're like old hat at this point, dude. Like we're like. We've seen it all. We've seen it all go through. You're out of the loop, Dylan. You're You're out of the the loop. loop That we're ready to snap the loop in half. And that's just it. We've been in the loop for so long that we're tired of it. Like, I I remember back in the day when World of Warcraft for Burning Crusade announced that this playable race for Alliance would be Wisps. And people lost their shit then. People lost their shit then. Because they thought it was real. But that that was the upcoming of, like, that was the upswing of this, like, corporate, like, seizing on to the holiday or like i don't know is it a holiday i don't know what the yes it's a holiday it's a well i don't get it off so that's not a holiday to me you don't get holiday so, off for i don't know there's some other big one that i try, like try this but like but yeah no so like and i mean but that was like that was like oh my god like 17 years ago like that no not 17 a, a long time ago long ass time ago warcraft's been around for a while like man 10. maybe it, Ten, yeah, okay, ten years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but now it's just like after seeing it stuff like that, like it's just so, I don't know, it's it's like it, you might as well chuck it into the event as like Christmas and like, but it's not the same, you know? Yeah, what I mean? it, it's not the same. It's it's fun when you know a team puts out like a winter themed uh logo with like maybe a santa hat on it like that's nice that's, that's not cute. passe how is that how is no, that it's, different? it's not it's not passe because it's not overplayed and like trying hard and that's exactly what april fool's day is it's like who can try the hardest to make a dumb meme dylan you're a meme person you do nothing but yes. make dumb memes <laughs> yeah but i make good memes he does make good memes those i make some, real memes some crafty memes i can't do this anymore I can't do. Don't it. forget. Don't forget, everyone. Corporations aren't your friend. Unfollow. Unfollow all the corporations on Twitter immediately. Fine. If you want a way to really get back at corporations, take the money away from Amazon and give it to small, caring creators like us. Because now that we are Twitch affiliates, that means we can get Twitch Prime, and each and every month you can give a small creator five dollars by pushing the little subscribe button in the top right corner and taking your money back from corporations so if you want to follow in Dylan's stuff as an esports radical make sure to give anyone on twitch your twitch crime um subscription each month because it does not auto renew it does cut away from amazon's bottom line very very little but give it to someone that give it to anyone that you support because it does mean a lot to any content creator even if it's not us that was my best transition ever I have nothing I mean, else to say. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was that was better than some of the more forced ones. I'll give you. You've had some. You've had some cringy ones, but that one wasn't bad. I just needed to get off that topic because it was going to go downhill <laughs> from there. It was going very downhill from there. Like everything we talk about, I feel like. But we do have two more last topics, which seem a little bit more normal than usual. And the first one we're going to start with is everyone's favorite podcast within a podcast, Project Overwatch, where each and every week we find at least 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes to talk about Overwatch, depending on whatever is going on. And this week we have just one kind of big and almost surprising story for me. I mean, Dylan were sitting in line when this happened for one of the panels and I was it was actually about burnout as we were waiting in a panel about creative burnout when DeFran retired from the Overwatch League to sign saying that he wasn't into it anymore, that he wanted to return to streaming full time. And now is, is this OK? This is the second time he's retired, though, isn't it? 
so no. Um, so right when he signed his contract, like a week later, he said, actually, I changed my mind. I can't do this. It's too much. I want to be done. But he kind of took it back. He played to the first stage, obviously. And now this is an official retirement. From my understanding, he has left the team house. He's going back to full-time streaming. Like he's still being under the Atlanta brand as a as part of the stream team, but he's no longer has anything to do with the team. So he's like XQC. Same kind of same Yeah, kind of no, no. He left on his own terms. He left because he wanted to. XQC no, 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 was I mean like the out. second time now, because XQC is now part of the uh the gladiators. No, right? he's on the but he's on the uh contenders team. Not the yeah, he's on the Academy yeah. team. He's actually playing. Okay. XQC is oh. playing. I don't know how much he's actually playing. I actually haven't watched the Gladiator uh the Gladiators Academy team at all this um stage so far. But no, he's leaving because he just didn't want to do it anymore. Which I I, I mean it's crazy to think. So he had the number one selling jersey in the Overwatch League, and he was the number one by far voted all-star. Like this is one of this is the most popular player. In stage one, just left the Overwatch League. And we think it's due to burnout. Oh, wait, no, like, I, I mean, don't think it. <clears throat> I think, one, he makes more money streaming. Two, it's probably it's just, yeah. less work for him. I mean, practicing, scrimming, the, like the high-intensity games, it's not as stressful on him. He can make his own schedule. I mean, you see where that comes from. That's why Siegel left after last season, and you see other people kind of go to streaming more. But it's just re- crazy to think that the number one most popular player in the Overwatch League, for whatever reason it was, is now gone. Just like that, overnight. He's now gone for stage two and the rest of the year. I mean, like, so to me, it, like to me, this isn't like if that's the reasoning, that's not that crazy. That's not that crazy to me, mainly because I've seen it happen with other esports. Like, I mean, a lot like a lot of people do that with the Legends. Why bother going pro? Like, why, why would guys like Yasuo and Tyler one like try and go pro? When they make so much money on a schedule that is dictated by them, I guarantee you right now, Sneaky from C9 would be able to leave the League of Legends, like the the pro circuit, go stream, and he would make mad bank. He doesn't even need to stream; he can just cosplay full time and make. Well, I mean, money. he can do that too. But I mean, like, that, but that's you know that's what I mean. Like these guys, like they're like there is like these players exist in these realms, and so like when like yeah like yeah different like he like he was really 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 popular. But like, I don't think I don't think it's that like mind blowing to me. Like, I don't know, man. Like, and he's like, and he's been around. Like, he's been around for a while too, right? So he's used the competitive scene, but he's built up a following because of his personality and stuff like that. Not every player can do this. No, there's not a chance in hell. There's a lot, a lot of boring ass players. But like, the Fran's not one of them. So I mean, like, I don't blame him. This is probably smart, smarter for him, smarter financially, smarter for his health. Like, I mean, like, overall, this was just a this is a good move by Fran. It just kind of sucks that the community doesn't get to watch him play pro anymore. By the way, tier two overwatch for anybody who's wondering is on right now. You should guys, you know, check it up on second monitor afterwards, afterwards. No second monitor, dude. Second monitor. Yeah. The view doesn't, make- ca- the view doesn't count if you don't have sound on. So afterwards, but go on Dylan. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he had the best selling Jersey because he's a really good personality. He's huge. I mean, I'm sure if you look at Siegel and um, XQC, they had one of the top ones too during their times. I mean, it's about being a personality. That's why you sell a bunch because people want your their their your name on their jerseys or whatever. So it totally makes sense why he was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go stream because he seems like he has a personality for streaming. And not saying that he's a bad player, he's an incredible player, but like it's incredibly stressful. And yeah. maybe maybe he doesn't have the mindset to be the best player. Maybe that's not something that's important to him. Maybe maybe going out there competing and going, I want to be a champion. I want to be a number one player. I want to have our team win the Overwatch League season finals. Maybe that's not something important to him. And that's perfectly fine because you get a lot of satisfaction and gratitude, not gratitude, satisfaction out of just like entertaining people and playing a game and enjoying the game and going, wow, I really like my community. I think it's great and I think it's wonderful. And I get to entertain all these people. And that's probably way more satisfying for him. So good for him. Go for it. Especially since like still affiliated with the team being the, like a, a streamer for the team. Go for I it. I mean, the paycheck probably makes you feel a little, a little bit better. Oh yeah. And then paycheck <laughs> is perfectly fine. I mean, if you're going to get paid, even if it's the same or maybe even a tiny bit less, you would rather get paid for that and doing something that you enjoy than something that you don't enjoy. But like, I mean, 
isn't it a problem that people could just use like these big esports like leagues and stuff like that as just a stepping stone to grow their personality a little bit that 100 no um because he was very popular before and he's really popular after it's yeah but we see i mean if you look at league of legends you see i'm a cutie pie you see t1 you see other uh, some of the (sighs) biggest names yes some of them will play there but tyler one never went pro he's arguably one of the biggest personalities in league no double lift could leave sneaky could live these players could leave they're not using it though because the was like hey i'm a really good player this team is approaching me asking me to play for their team i you know i think this is something i want played it out and it's not something that he wants it's not like he was like hmm i'm gonna use this team to get more popular that's 100 percent not what it was and and i I mean he he, he, i think he's saying we're using the league itself as like a as like a step like i said it wrong so let me rephrase the question let me rephrase the question before we go on too much isn't it bad that the highest league in the world for that esport isn't always the best option for the best players? No, no, 100%. And, and because you don't see be- the best football player or the best soccer player in the world going and doing something else. You see them going and playing that sport because that's, that's, that's where they do their best. We, no, is- and we, we also just saw it, though. Dude, Gronkowski retired at 29. And he doesn't like in 29 is young for a football player. But, but Gronkowski, because he is a marketable personality, has has endorsements up the yang. So why put yourself at risk? Why put yourself through the strenuous activity, the the workout routines? But he's the, not the going to of, he's not going to play arena football. He's done with football completely now. He's yeah, not that, doing it that's, anymore. That's like but, a but, bad but, analogy, though. Yeah, but the but he's still getting carried by the endorsements, which in I guess comparing it to comparing it to video games is just going back to Twitch. You know what I mean? And, and like the same thing could be said for someone like and I, I I would argue that he is a terrible person and I'm sorry for using this analogy, but like Conor McGregor, right? He's yeah. fought like he he was fought fighting at the, the top of his game for just a couple of years. And um, obviously combat sports is incredibly like draining on your your life in general. But like he was just like, hey, you know, I'm done with this. You know, this is way too much. It's too much trouble and stuff. He could leave and do like a couple like whiskey endorsements or whatever and be perfectly fine. And he's probably going to do that. He owns owns the company now, right? So, I mean, yeah. And the only reason like the only reason why a lot of players don't do this is because in traditional sports, sometimes it's their only avenue is to play for, you know, millions of dollars every single year. You know, Overwatch people aren't getting paid millions of dollars to, to play Overwatch on these teams. Hey, maybe if they were getting paid a million dollars a year, it would be a little bit different. And maybe maybe players would stick around a little bit longer. But when you just weigh the two, because it, it, it's just it's just as lucrative and it's more satisfying to to stream instead. And this is something very unique to, to video games because Twitch isn't for football players, you know, sometimes not yet. Not yet. Shout shout out to the Giants uh, Tabor. Uh, uh, what is his name? Tabor Snapping or whatever. He's a streamer out there. Um, he also plays for the Giants. So shout out to him. There He's a go. really good streamer. Check him same out. With, same with Gordon Hayward. Same deal. Yeah, right? exactly. But yeah, I mean, this isn't a traditional avenue. So that's why we don't see it happening in other sports because it's not a traditional thing to be presented to them. I'm sure if there was an avenue, um, if someone was like, hey, you can make the same amount of money and go on ESPN every single night, um, even if you're really young and you're a big personality and they open that door a lot more often, I'm 100% sure they would do that. Yeah. I want to shelve this because this, like this is a good conversation. I want to go back to this at some point. I, no, think, I, think- I agree with that because I have, I have choice words, but we have about 10-15 minutes left and those choice words will last at 10-15 minutes. <laughs> and we still need to talk about League of Legends got on a romance and we need to wrap up there so i agree let's shelf this conversation because i have a feeling this will not be the last time something like this happens this season so next time this comes up we might build a little bit more time in the show around this instead of pushing near the end but james my fly quest won this weekend FlyQuest did win this weekend. They beat the Golden Guardians 3-2, and that was a hell of a series. That was really fun to watch, actually. Um, Golden Guardians, I actually tweeted out to them saying like they're, they they had a playoff jersey introduced, which was instead of the, the the blue and gold, it was like a black and gold with like blue highlights. It was pretty slick looking. They they played their asses off. It was a, that was a really good series. Um, we saw Echo Fox and TSM go at it. Um, 
that kind of went the way everybody expected it did, to, to go. A lot of people predicted 3-0 um, and ended in 3-1 for TSM. Echo Fox did take a game off them, which is good. It's great to see because um, they haven't been the most consistent roster. Um, and then, like, oh, uh, Europe was kind of not as entertaining because there was a, there was the first 3-0 of playoffs for the spring. Fnatic basically just wiped the floor with, oh, my God, who do they play? Oh, uh, they play Vitality. They play Vitality. Who was, like, a, they're like a storied team at this point. Um, and then... SK, the old new guard, like I can say SK Gaming and even Dylan knows who they are, like because they've been around for like ever. They just got back into League of Legends. They got back into franchising and they lost their Series 3-1, but it was still super entertaining. They've got some really fun players on there. Like they're it's nice seeing a lot of these with with franchising. We see a lot of these teams picking up new blood and really not just rotating through the same like uh, same talent pool for like eh, any region, really. Like, I mean, like you're seeing people really dig deep into like the second tiers and stuff like that. The, the lesser known regions. Like, I mean, like, like we, I've talked about them a bunch on the podcast, but like broken blade is from Turkey who is like they're they do not have a very big uh, league of legends. Like as far as like the professional scene, like they do have a ton of players. They have their own, they have their own server. Like, I mean, so like they're definitely big enough, but their, their pro scene isn't as well regarded as say like the, the major other regions. Right. So we're starting to see more players get drawn in. And we're also seeing the, the UK, like, circuit like the lower the, the lower league i think it's called like the uh, lvp uk or something like that um bring up a ton a ton of talent like humanoid self-made um abadage like there's a lot of good players that are coming up through that so it's dope to see new players as somebody who's been watching for so long and i've like i've watched the same like 50 players play for so long right it's so it's nice to see new guys i'm excited for it it's it's fun yeah i I know we were at PAX. Um, we kind of like, I was kind of following on Twitter a little bit for the FlyQuest Golden Guardian games. I didn't get actually get to play any of it. Really, the only League of Legends of any type that we went into was um, we went into the, what was it, Alienware, like Outpost or whatever. We got our exclusive arcade skins for Severe, all that kind of stuff. There's a leak. That I will never use. There was a leak streamer in the back. They're tied to the account, and we had to answer oh. trivia about it. So, I want to ask you these trivia questions. You ask me these trivia questions? Yep. So, yeah. you got to pick your favorite character. And so, I picked Quinn. So, first off, where's what uh, region is Quinn from? Demacia. What's the name of her bird? Valor. What is the king of Demacia? J4. No. He's the prince of Demacia. No. Okay. No, because the, la- the last king's dead. So, it's J- J3. Not a K- J3. That's the right yeah. term. So that took me a very long time. Those are the three questions I had to answer. Dylan, do you remember what you had to answer for yours? Yeah. Um, so she was like, who's your favorite champ? And I was like, Garen, of course. I love Garen. Uh, who does, you know, what, 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 what team is he on? Demacia. Yeah. Who's his sister? Ash? Lux. Wrong. Yeah, Lux. Wow. I got it on my second. I got it on my second try, though. You knew that instantly, James? That's a yeah. really, that's a really easy one. That is, that's, that's kind of. I mean, not for me, through. not for me. Yeah, not. no, no, no. But like, if you, if you play, like, I mean, League of Legends is really actually a huge credit to Riot. Like, they've been really stepping up their like lore and like art department and stuff like that, and really adding like some flavor to the game and stuff like that, which is kind of funny. Go ahead. I have another really good one for you. Okay. Who is Annie's sister? I don't remember her name, but she killed it's, her. It's with, it's the uh, name of someone's alt. Is the is the hint that they gave. It's the name of someone's alt. Yes. And it's a jungler. And it's a jungler. Oh, God. It's the name of somebody's Well, give him another hint in two seconds. Yeah, give me another one. Give me another the jungler one. is a tree. Her sister's name is Daisy. Yep. There you go. That's what some guy had to answer to get like a second skin for his friend, which we could have done for you probably. But we didn't feel like messaging and asking you for your information until we never would have been able to get those kind of questions. I, I would I would I you could have put me on speaker and I would have I would have rhymed everything off. That's actually too. probably that's probably a good point. You probably could have done that. But, you know, <laughs> you got to be there for next year. But that's our little yeah. League of Legends card. Unless you had anything else you want to kind of bring up on that. Uh, no, not really. Like, I mean, like we're going into we're, for, we're progressing further into playoffs. It's going to be super fun. Um, a bunch of the smaller regions are now into the like final playoffs too. My personal favorite, the OPL, are uh, in theirs as well. There, actually, there's a huge storyline coming out of there. Like the sixth place seed is now like they still use the gauntlet format, 
And um, yeah, which is like kind of dated a little bit, but I'm still a big fan for it because it really you really get to see how teams do and like you get to see the momentum factor and stuff like that. So their sixth place seed is now taking on the number one seed, uh, I think this weekend, which is really exciting. So, yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, so watch that. A lot of that coming back. Overwatch League is coming back this weekend, too. So lots of watches upcoming weekend. So do make sure to tune in all that. And it can include watching Tier 2 Overwatch, which is going on right now. And we're ending in just a couple minutes. So go do tune into that and check that out afterwards. But Dylan, you do have one honorable mention you want to kind of briefly talk about before we wrap up tonight's show. Maybe? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What's up? The uh, the honorable mention for uh, you know no oh yeah the the honorable mention there we go uh, yeah so Tokyo Reporter uh, reported this out from something that happened in Tokyo so keep it to their namesake um, apparently uh, an ex video game world champion admitted to one hundred burglaries yes. I was going to absolutely say that incorrectly. So thank you. Um, yeah. So I think he had a couple wins in like dead or alive um, back during the world cyber games. Shouts out to all my old esports uh, viewers back when we had world cyber games. Uh, but yeah, he like won dead or alive ultimate back then. And he got like $1,500. Um, sorry, $15,000. It's a little bit more, but he was like, oh, I had nothing left after, you know, those games were not relevant anymore. So I had to steal a bunch of money like over a hundred times, which is insane. How, like how do you get away with that many times? And as a yeah. gamer too, how does a gamer get away with a hundred burglaries first off? Yeah. So that was pretty wild. Yeah. There, there's not much to it. We saw it on Reddit. I linked it there. I'm like, Oh, why not? Can I talk about it? He's not the big esports name or anything like that. It's like double lift going and doing a hundred burglaries in a couple of years, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's just a fun little story anyways. But, um, with that, that kind of wraps up today's show. And let's see the one of you guys have anything else you want to kind of touch back on in the last couple of minutes. Um, I didn't burn down our Slack channel while you guys were gone, which was, good. Yeah. it was close though. Dylan, Dylan held things together. Kate in chat helped us out a little bit this week while we were gone, too. I don't know how much she wants to say about that. But Kate was a big help while we were gone this last week, too. So thank you very much for that. But um, with that, that is Project Esports for April 1st, 2019. April Fools, whatever you want to call it. Thank you, each and every one of you, for watching. Yeah, so, I mean, like, every time we lead into our outro, Andrew kind of steals my thunder. But, yeah, thank you so much for watching, guys. Thank you for... uh, Thank you for interacting in the chat, anything online, all that good stuff. Um, as mentioned earlier in the show, we're going to be doing that. Uh, we're going to be doing like the, the the fan questions and stuff like that. So that's going to be super dope for anybody who wants to participate in that. Let us know. We'll get you on here. Uh, yeah, it means it means a lot. Yeah. And we go live every single Monday, 630 Eastern Standard Time over here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. And if you miss out on the live version, um, the VODs and audio also go up the following day. Um, that's on our YouTube app popped off, or you can search any single podcast platform out there and find us. I'm talking Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Podmeme, Podbean, Podseam, all of them. Just just go to one. Just go to one and search us, and we're there. Um, so yeah, uh, don't forget, uh, corporations aren't your friends. With that, I'm Andrew. I'm James. And I'm Dylan. And thank you for watching the Project Esports podcast for April 1st, 2019. We will see you guys next week.